Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. Faith can be difficult to understand and challenging to maintain. In the lessons we will hear in a few minutes, we will see how Elisha fails to fully comprehend what Elijah is telling him about his upcoming departure. The transfiguration, it proves to be more than Peter can process in the moment, as noted in Mark's Gospel. In his second letter to the Corinthians, Paul will help us better understand why we sometimes experience challenges with our faith as he speaks of the gospel being veiled. Up next are the readings from 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, Psalm 50, verses 1 through 6, Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 3 through 6, and from the ninth chapter of Mark's gospel, verses 2 through 9. A reading from the second book of Kings. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The company of prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And Elisha said, And he answered, Yes, I know. Be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of the prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water. The water was parted to the one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. Elisha said, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, You have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them and Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elijah kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. 
But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. The word of the Lord. We will chant Psalm 50, verses 1 through 6. from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, Lord. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud came a, there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. 
As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. This past week, we launched a new podcast series called Faith Enigmas. Hopefully you saw the email that included a link to the first episode and have hopefully had a chance by now to listen to the interesting an informative discussion that took place between Chiara Bouye and Bishop Frank Lowe. After seeing the name of the podcast, some of you may have been wondering why the word enigma is used in the title. In the introduction that I recorded for this podcast, I stated that according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, an enigma is something that may be hard to understand or explain. In fact, some people might think of faith as being an enigma. I went on to note how the purpose of this podcast is to help people to help them remove barriers to faith by asking and answering questions that can assist in achieving greater understanding. I know that one podcast is not going to answer all of the questions that we may have about faith, but it is certainly one source among many that can enrich our relationship with God. For those of us who sometimes feel baffled about our faith, and if you feel that way, you're not alone, the good news is that uh, truly we are not alone in this feeling. Many of us, almost all of us have had this feeling. And, and based on what we've heard in today's lectionary selections, that, that continues. We see it wasn't just starting with us. For example, in the passage from 2 Kings, Elijah tells Elisha three times to stay behind, and Elisha refuses each time. He doesn't really understand what's happening. That's the reason for this. He doesn't understand. And and then if, if we continue reading further in the chapter, we see beyond today's passage how Elisha, he still doesn't get it. Even after witnessing that spectacular scene of a chariot with fire and horses that resulted in Elijah ascending in a whirlwind into heaven, Elisha, he goes on to to really give in to those who are around him who wanted to go looking for Elijah just in case the Spirit of the Lord had caught him up and thrown him down on some mountain onto some valley. Absolutely nothing that Elijah had told him. Elisha, he lacked the faith needed to accept all that had been told to him. In Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, we find more deficiencies in comprehension. 
Paul speaks of the gospel as being veiled, as the little g God of this world has blinded the minds of believers. Now this is implying that there are people who have difficulty grasping the significance of Jesus' presence in the world. Paul goes on to point out how followers of Christ, well, that's all of us, how we are entrusted with the mission of, of the mission of removing barriers to understanding as we do our best to let light shine out of darkness. Then we have Mark's gospel. Here is one of the most famous biblical enigmas known as the Transfiguration. This scene is so perplexing to Peter, James, and John. They are likely experiencing sensory overload because they have never encountered anything like this that, that could possibly be used as a base of reference. Peter's response is a clear indication of his lack of understanding of what is taking place when he says, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. In case anyone was wondering what Peter meant, well, Mark clears that one up for us when he states, he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. As the passage continues, Another mysterious thing occurs when this, this cloud, it overshadows them, and they hear a voice saying, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Knowing that his followers needed more knowledge and experience, Jesus orders them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man has risen from the dead. I'm sure at this point their faith must have seemed like quite an enigma after this life-changing experience. The Synoptic Gospels, they speak of this scene as being the transfiguration of Jesus, but I believe that the lives of his followers who were present, well, they were also transfigured in that moment as they gained a new perspective about Jesus' identity and their roles in his ministry. Now, going back to our Old Testament lesson, some might say that Elijah and Elisha pass through a symbolic veil when they cross on dry ground after Elijah strikes the water that parts for them to continue onward to the place where Elijah will depart. Peter, James, and John, and Jesus as well, they travel up a mountain, and then they are overshadowed by what we might consider to be a veil of that cloud before they learn Jesus' true identity in the transfiguration. And then Paul, Paul kind of comes right out there and says it. He, he speaks of the gospel being veiled to unbelievers because of the little g God of this world blinding their minds. When we speak of the time that will come when each of us will pass from this life to the next at death, we, we sometimes see this transition as passing through the veil of the unknown into our eternal existence. Each time we approach unfamiliar thresholds, we may experience a variety of emotions that can range from eagerness to fearfulness. This happens often when we learn of someone being diagnosed with a terminal illness. Like Elisha wanting to accompany Elijah on his final journey, 
We may gather around our beloved family members or friends, both the two-legged ones and the four-legged ones, <laughs> gather around them as our beloved family members to accompany them as, we, as far as we can go with them. Even though what they are about to experience, it still remains a mystery to us until we transition from this life to the next. These are times we may catch a glimpse of our Lord's shining brilliance as our loved one continues into the radiant beauty of God's eternal presence. Some have described these moments, these moments as transfigurations of peace that settles on the face of one who is no longer suffering. In time, we too undergo a transfiguration that can lead to tranquility as we realize that the dead are not lost, nor are we who are the living left behind. Through the hope of eternal life, made possible in Christ, we have the assurance of knowing that through him, our spiritual bond remains firmly intact, even as we approach the shroud of death with faith. It is normal for us to want to cling on to those moments of certainty in our faith, but we also know that spiritual atrophy can begin to occur if we don't press on. Thankfully, thankfully our liturgical calendar offers many opportunities for spiritual renewal as we travel along life's journey. One of the annual periods for faith replenishment, well, it begins this week, this Wednesday, as a matter of fact, when we begin the holy season of Lent. Our Lenten journey can help us remove that veil that Paul speaks of in his letter to the Corinthians by opening our eyes to the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. As we look forward to Ash Wednesday, we can see how today's passage from Mark's gospel is, is really a turning point in Jesus' ministry that can take us on a path to better understanding as we go through Lent. And just like Jesus' early followers, we always have more to learn that can prepare us in sharing our personal understanding about the one whom we have committed to follow in faith. So in preparing for our annual journey through the holy season of Lent, it might be good for us to start identifying those enigmas of our faith that, that might need some attention. It might be good for us to maybe give up something that may be keeping us from putting God first before anything else. It might be good for us to engage in a new spiritual discipline that can enhance our knowledge as we grow closer to our Lord. I believe that if we choose to participate in the fullness of the upcoming 40-day journey of spiritual renewal during Lent, well, maybe enigmas, they might transform into enlightenment. Amen. <laughs>